Hello everyone, uh, David is out sick, and if you haven't noticed the short duration of this episode in your podcast player yet, uh, we've had sort of a partial scrub of episode 264, um, but in any event, I'm Ben. And I'm Dennis. Um, and, and welcome to what we're going to upload instead of episode 264. So um, police violence is in the spotlight this week. Um, but we have to acknowledge that this is by no means a, a new phenomenon. And uh, this show generally tries to be a break from chaos. You know, we rarely talk about loss of life, um, you know, in pursuit of spaceflight. And if we ever talk about politics, it's usually limited to brief discussions um, on budgets coming down from, uh, from Congress and the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, we're we're three white guys, I guess, <laughs> two white guys this week. Um, th- by the way, uh, David does not have coronavirus. He's <laughs> just mm. too sick to, to do the show. Anyway, so, you know, we're, we're three white guys. Um, and as such, we, you know, get the next best thing to zero pushback on our opinions. Yes, we get corrections and we encourage them. But, you know, ultimately, um, David, Dennis, and I can say whatever we want, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Speak our minds much you Exactly. Yeah, we're we're not going to lose our job. We're not going to lose listeners because we, um, because we hold a particular opinion. Oh, you know, g- generally speaking, like obviously this isn't you know this isn't an absolute rule, but like white people and specifically white males, we have so much leeway, um, and we we thought it was time to actually use that leeway. So. Uh, the majority of municipal budgets are comprised mostly by the funding for their police agencies. It's a drastically unbalanced number. Please go look up your local municipal budget. You will be shocked if you don't already know this number. Um, and we pay a huge amount of money as taxpayers uh, for a police agency um, that promises to protect and serve us. Um, however, if you're black, you are three times more likely to be killed by a police officer than if you were white. Um, and on top of that, right, right, you can, you can hear that fact and, and come up with some potential justifications, but there is no correlation between the crime level of a city and the rate at which police kill citizens. You would expect those two things to be correlated. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not. And I mean, even if there was a correlation, that wouldn't be a reason to kill people. But at least you could make the argument that putting this much money into police agencies was doing something. It's and not. violent crime's been going down, 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 mm-hmm. while incarceration's been going up and up. Yeah, exactly. And that's not to say that there aren't things that we can do uh, other than funding police action. Um, It it takes a quick Google search um, to find uh, fistfuls of proposed and enacted policies, proposed policies to reduce police violence, and then instances where they've been enacted and have actually been shown to reduce police violence. Um, but none of these policies are in common use. And 
it gets worse than that. Um, many police unions um, actually fight quite hard against policies that hold officers accountable for their actions. So we are not being protected. We are not being served. Um, we're being killed. We're having our money stolen from us. And in return, we're being killed. Um, so we have a call to action. If you're listening to us, um, chances are you're white and chances are you're male. Uh, you have as much privilege as we do. Um, and you have a powerful voice. Um, whether you are in America or not, you have a powerful voice. Um, so, so here's our call to action. Dennis, the first bullet point is yours. Sure. So I had tried to collect my thoughts and I'd just like to say, uh, from what I understand, uh, for how to be helpful right now, if you aren't black, is to listen to and uplift the voices of black people in your life right now. Uh, keep them centered, not you. Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Really push for practical practicable real change educate yourself yourself don't mm -hmm. ask others to do it for yes. you yes and it's not good enough to try and be non-racist even if that's an easier thing to do you need to be actively anti-racist and to be clear i'm as guilty as anyone not living up to where i need to be uh about these things yep ditto but ditto. you know there's a lot to this um, follow and listen to as a start, the black people in your field, um, social media, if there's people in your department, in your business, in your community. Um, and on Twitter, I know I can just personally, you know, call it that Astro Toya, Astro Naya, Astro Eustace and X Precious are all awesome follows. And they're just amazing uh, aerospace uh, uh, women and there'll be links in the show notes, by the way. Oh, great. yeah. And uh, Black and STEM is uh, one among many different awesome uh, hashtags you can follow and just kind of support, you know, these people that are doing these amazing things now. And um, among the different kind of things on social media, right, I, there, there's a lot to follow. But uh, Black Birders Week was a awesome uh, one that, um, well, it was conceived by Ana Gifty Opoku Agyaman. Um but, uh, you know, the co-founders also include uh, Sheridan Alford, Danielle Bellany, uh, Chelsea Connor, and Taiki James. Um, it was really just announced a week ago. Of course, there was the infamous uh, Central Park uh, situation there because, as Ben alluded to before, this is just more than just policing, although that definitely used the fact that police can be weaponized against black people uh, was kind of at the center of that incident. And, um, you know, but I'm sure, you know, I'm not on Facebook, but I'm sure. Sure, Facebook has, you know, uh, groups and whatnot. And so just, you know, follow these people and because uh, they're awesome, too. So that's about the easiest uh, thing yeah, that you can right. do in our call to action, right? Yeah, right. Um, I mean, we're asking you to listen to people who say cool science things. Like, mm -hmm. how, how hard is that? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I just, you know, was talking about the people in, in my field. But, I you know, there's, there's also amazing people I know I've seen in every science field. And so that's where that black and stem is a great uh, hashtag to use as a, a jumping off point to find cool people to follow. Um, well, it's a little harder to do, but Ugh. important and something that, you know, yes. is really that's on us to do specifically is to speak out when you see injustices in your day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. um, don't let small things get by. 
you know, don't just, you know, kind of shrug it off or just kind of, eh, you know, no and big that, deal. And that's a big ask. We understand. Mm-hmm. Um, Make we, things awkward. Yeah. I, Dennis and I, and I, and I know David, uh, I don't mind speaking for him here. Like mm-hmm. we, we are not like we're, we're podcasters, but that doesn't mean that we're not shy people, right? Like I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of podcasters are actually pretty shy people and we're all pretty conflict averse and we've all let things slip over mm-hmm. and over and over. Yep. Um, and I, I spoke out at work, uh, about something really horrible that was shouted in a hallway, uh, last year, or the year before, and it almost killed me. <laughs> like, it was really difficult and mm. it was worth it. And I don't regret it. And I promise neither will you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, other things uh, that are very important, uh, always have been, but are even more crucial now, is to support Black-owned businesses. Um, see if there's a, a list popping up in your community, or maybe you can help organize that list yourself. Um, uh, donate to Black Lives Matter organizations or any other ones that are seeking justice uh, right now, um, given these events. And all, all you have to do is put your ear to the ground. There are so many uh, Venmo addresses and PayPal addresses of local supporters mm-hmm. and or local organizers um, who don't have the the time or money or need to set up a website. Like it, it's really easy to catch these Venmo addresses floating by on the wind. You just have to listen. You have to ask your friends um, and you can get it. We live in a time when we can get money to anybody in the world. Well, you know, anybody in the mm-hmm. country, at least um, just right on our phones. Um, this is when we can go directly to the people who can actually put this money to yep. use. That's it's literally right. It's putting your money where your mouth is. And so that's, that's definitely a lot better to do than, you know, just, you know, tweet things on social media, which, you know, um, and that's another thing too, uh, from what I understand, don't use black lives matter hashtag unless, you know, you're doing something important because mm-hmm. sometimes these hashtags are mm-hmm. helpful for organizing, yeah. uh, demonstrations and, you know, communicating kind of important matters. And so, uh, flooding it can be counterproductive. It's, it's not for, it's not a place for black mm-hmm. JPEGs. Right, right. Yeah. That was one. Of um, publish the black JPEGs, you know, change your, your profile photo. That's great. Don't flood important mm-hmm. hashtags. And another thing I guess to say during all this is, you know, you're, we are saying these things, but also keep in mind that, like I said, I'm guilty of a lot of what I'm saying right now. So try to also, you know, have tough skin if somebody corrects you or tells you what you're doing mm-hmm. isn't helpful. Uh, the instinct is to be yes. defensive. That's human nature. I do that. Everybody does that. But try to, you know, just make it a little extra effort to avoid being like that. Um, yep. You Anybody can be forgiven their first 15 seconds of a reaction. Mm. After that first 15 seconds, you become 100% responsible for what you say. I like that. <laughs> so... For, forgive yourself if your first reaction is hurt and shock. That's okay. Don't beat yourself up over that. But after that, you need to work to make yourself responsible. Yeah, I like that. And um, it's it's important uh, to be political um, on every level from local to national. Uh, vote for, talk about, print hang signs, attend town halls, uh, 
get your voice and the voice of other people out there that um, with the police, uh, they we need to demilitarize the police. Um, they do not need the equipment and the weapons uh, that they're using incorrectly against unarmed demonstrators, uh, for example, but also against just mostly uh, black communities. Um, defunding look, at, the- look at the stockpiles that they had versus the stockpiles of health equipment that were made available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That That's something Yeah, that's been pointed out, just how absolutely rapid mobilization it was to be able to have this many armed uh, police appear en masse while getting the equipment for healthcare workers was uh, a long and tortured uh, process. And, and the reason for that is directly tied to the amount of money that we dump into police agencies. Um, but when, when you take part in this process, remember that demilitarization is uh, addressing a symptom. We also need, we also, right, both. We also need to address the cause and defund uh, police agencies. Um, and I'm not just saying this as a crazy radical. <laughs> Uh, there is so much data available that shows that applying the money that we give to police agencies is better put to use addressing the root causes of crime Mm -hmm. rather than attacking people who have been victims of those root causes. Um, Like there's data here that we're talking Mm -hmm. about. It has been tested, and it's very clear that this is not the best way to spend this money. Mm-hmm. So, and, you're, and you're seeing some of these actions happening in you know, red states or red communities because they realize that it works. And at some mm-hmm. point, it becomes a practical matter where it's like, okay, we need to stop dumping this money into just unhelpful uh, mm-hmm. symptoms and actually mm-hmm. um, you know, treating uh Drug abuse, for example, is a health issue as opposed to just a reason to lock up mostly uh, black people. Um, that's just not a good way to spend your money. So let's let's be clear. We are making a political statement here, and our political statement does not fall along party lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of the worst hit cities um, and cities that are now uh, overrun by protesters who are righteous, um, many of these cities are wholly owned by the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a Democrats versus Republicans thing. This is a humans and people versus corruption thing, period. Mm-hmm. No matter what color you hang outside your front door, this is your responsibility. You don't get to vote Democrat and pretend that that's enough. Absolutely. Because it's not. <laughs> yep. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, for pointing that out too. That's, that's important. To, if you just look at the history, it's beyond obvious that is true. And yet it's still kind of framed um, in terms of being partisan because the idea is that one part, one party's tough on crime and the other is, you know, not, but in reality, both of them support this injustice. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yep. And, and, you know, th- there, there are so many reasons why that's the case. I mean, for the most part, if you don't support the police, you don't get elected. 
Um, mm-hmm. But that's on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's on exactly. us. So other things that we believe are required uh, for us to do now uh, is uh, regarding the police is to hold them accountable. Um, close the revolving do- door for fired cops. You know, if you are off the force, uh, you shouldn't be able to just move a county over or move a state over and then get rehired as though nothing had happened. Um, we need to end qualified immunity to hold accountability for the police. We need to end Terry stops and things like driving while black. We need to end three strike laws um, because this is bigger than just the police. Uh, we have an entire racist judicial system. So politically support measures to reform bail and mandatory minimums and other racist differential laws that affect different communities, mostly black ones, uh, much worse than they affect uh, white ones. We need to stop taxing poor black communities indirectly by uh, basically running rackets where municipal violations will fund the police without raising taxes mm-hmm. uh, and civil forfeiture. Um, and debtor prisons and for-profit prisons where they serve people food with maggots and uh, and solitary confinement and just this uh, system that punishes and hurts people rather than try to reform them. Um, when somebody pays their debt to society, don't have that track them the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. That and mass incarceration is very deliberately designed to basically continue our racist legacy that stretches back uh, before Jim Crow, even right before mm-hmm. that state terrorism against black communities, uh, back to slavery itself. It's all about, um, it's just racist legacy that we have. It's existed as long as our country has. And that, you know, it feels like this might be a sea change happening with the demonstrations, the mm-hmm. people that are going out there and fighting for this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in what might appear to be a good case scenario where reforms happen, right? akin to the 1960s. We need to be vigilant that that doesn't just mean that we shift oppression to a different mode Mm -hmm. um, where black and black men and women in our society kind of get, you know, put under the heel in just a different way by the ruling class. I don't know how else to call them. Um, Yeah. No, the ruling class. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, this is, this is systemic. This is historical. This has been going on for a long time. It will continue to go on um, just because, we get better at hiding it from ourselves um, or, or change the way that we hide it from ourselves doesn't mean that us, the three white people who host this show and the, I, I forget the demographics, it's over 90% of white males mm. that listen to this show um, or, or uh, audience members who are white males. Um, we don't get to bury our heads in the sand we need to be proactive. Um, this injustice won't end this year and it won't end next year. And so we can't let our voices go silent. It is currently fashionable to talk about this. Um, and when it stops being fashionable is, is not an acceptable time to stop talking mm-hmm. about this. And, and, we need to have a discussion about how we as a podcast um, go on from here because early on a person reached out to us and said, Hey, you guys need to be careful not to be political because Mm -hmm. if you do that, 
you're going to drive away your audience. And it felt wrong to me. And I, I knew I shouldn't uh, listen to what this person was saying, but I did because I didn't want to be more confrontational. And to be honest, I didn't want to lose this person as a supporter and I didn't want to lose people listening. And I very much didn't want to bring up arguments because I was afraid of the conflict. Um, and I think, I think the three of us, when we're back together, we need to have a discussion about when it's appropriate to be, um, a relaxing environment and when it's appropriate not to be. No, I agree. And I, I've got thoughts on what we can do <laughs> that I think Good. would be would be helpful for us, uh, but also not, you know, changing our structure entirely to be political mm. you know, mm-hmm. every episode. Yeah, and, I agree. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, we love you guys. You know, it's really fun, you know, chatting and interacting and hanging out with all of you. And so I hope this... Uh, episode was uh you know helpful yeah (laughs) right Uh, yeah i hope it's helpful and if we can all smack this rock at once with our tiny little hammers we can all make a difference together word all right um thank you so much for listening uh we will have a real show for you next week um assuming something crazy doesn't happen um which you know david uh, having to duck out on an episode literally hasn't happened in 263 episodes. So, um, <laughs> you know, this was something crazy. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we won't have something too crazy happen next week, but um, we will yeah. bring more space news and discussion uh, back to you next week. Thank you so much for listening and uh, for supporting humanity um, and, and being a good person. Cause I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you're a good person. Take care and be safe.